Hello, podcast world, and welcome to the Philly Pixel Show here on Anchor. Um, a quick welcome back to all my returning listeners. A quick welcome to all my new listeners. I hope that you find this episode um, enjoyable and informative. And um, let's jump right into it. So today, um, I will be discussing basically how I got into photography. A little bit about how my approach towards this art form helps me create the images that I produce. And um, I have a few little uh, suggestive uh, reads for you guys that I think that you guys will find very enlightening and very inspiring. Um, and you can implement these uh, these things towards your art and um, and make better work. So. So yeah, so really quick before I get into it, I want to give a quick shout out to uh, my the love of my life right now. Reason being is because, you know, right now I have my background music playing and it's all great. It sounds good. But, you know, I want the babe to produce some music for me in the back. You know, he, he's extremely talented and he is just amazing at music. And yeah, babe, I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you. So, with that out the way, let's just jump right into it. So, how did I get into photography? Um, it's a bit of a long story. But I'm gonna try to make this long story short. Um, I kind of touched base on it on the last episode, but here I'm gonna get a little bit more in depth. Um, photography for me was always something that was a part of my life. I don't ever recall a time that I did not take pictures. I started taking pictures when I was very young. I remember my dad giving me his film camera, his Minolta, that I still have. And going around New York City, walking around the Brooklyn Bridge and all that, I would just take photos. Photos of my dog, photos of the house, photos of the buildings. I mean, just photos. I actually still have some of these films in the box that I took when I was like 11, 12 years old. And then over time, I didn't do it as far as like, oh, this is something that I wanted to do. It was always a hobby for me at that age. Um, it wasn't until, I can say, until my adulthood. I can say that I was in a very bad relationship. And it caused me to fall into this very deep depression. I knew I wanted out of this relationship, but I didn't know how to just get The only way that I was able to help myself sanely was to create. So it was either drawing, it was either playing music, because I, also, I, I am a musician as well. Um, but the one creative outlet that I always was drawn towards to the most was photography. So I just started taking pictures. I was about, I don't know, I'm 32 now, and I think I was maybe 26, 25, 26, let's say 26. And it was when Instagram just came out as well. So when I found Instagram, I was like super happy. I was like, yes, this is awesome. I can share my pictures with like-minded people. Um, at the time when Instagram first started out, this was before even Facebook even bought them. Um, Instagram was a very small community. And if you hashtag something, you know, people were going to see your photos regardless. And um, it was just a very nice community of creative people. And they're there comments encouraged me to really pursue this professionally i never quite thought to do it professionally until i started um instagram and i, and I started to show my work publicly all of the pictures i took 
from very young until up to my 20s were always for myself and social media did change that and with that came with people's comments and you know them boasting I don't want to say boasting my ego but it, it kind of gave me that confidence of wow I can really do this I can really make this my job and um at the time I was a director for an aftercare company and um, I was teaching as well. I finished college and, you know, when you're in school and you have you, you, your folks say, you know, you got to get a job that pays the bills, which is true. You got to get a job that pays the bills, but you also got to get a job that will make you happy. And you also got to get a job that you're passionate about. And if you're not passionate about what you're doing, it's not worth it. It really isn't worth it. So you got to do things with passion. You got to do things that you truly love because it, it'll be worth it. It'll be worth the, the long nights, the long days of you honing into your own business. It will be all worth it. So I set aside my whole, you know, professional lifestyle, you know, working as a teacher, being in the corporate world. And I took a chance and I, I left that world to solely focus on my photography. And I will have to say it was it was hard in the beginning. I, I knew what it was to like run a business because I ran my own aftercare. But it's a whole different environment when you're doing it in the art world. You know, the art world is very... It's really messed up to say this, but the art, the art world can be very shady. And it really is about who you know a lot of the time. And if you don't know a lot of people, and if you're not connected to certain people, you know, you're not going to be able to get... I guess the word will be the clientele you're looking for. And you also have to know what your niche is. I think that it's important to know your style if this is something that you want to pursue and all I can just say is just take a just take pictures if this is something that you feel that I want to do this as a job it can be done you know technology is growing technology is improving at a very fast rate um, photography will not be dead anytime soon um, so it is something that you know you have to truly just put yourself all in it and study you have to study, you know. I, I can say I've met a lot of people um, in the photography business, both enthusiasts and professional. And this one thing that really turns me off is people who think they know everything and yet they know nothing. And I can tell pretty quickly when I meet somebody and they do a lot of talking, just a lot of talking. Like they talk about the gear that they have or uh all these lenses that they spend this immense amount of money but their images are subpar so it is about truly honing in to yourself and this is where um my philosophy is more philosophical and um spiritual and this is where really my spirituality comes in into my art my artistry is that whenever I do pick up a camera, I, I in my mind I'm saying to myself, there's a purpose that I'm doing right now. I have a purpose right now, and this purpose is to capture 
A, B, and C. So if, if today I feel like I want to go out on the streets and do street photography, in my mind, I already have set the type of aesthetic I'm looking for. In my mind, I already know the kind of design that I want, the composition that I want, the kind of elements that I want, the kind of colors that I want. And that's important. That's important. I think that is one thing that you just pick up a camera and you just take random photos. You could do that. I had a professor once told uh, told me that just pick up your camera and just take pictures randomly without even looking through um, your visor. Just 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 click and look at each image as a composition. Does the rule of thirds apply? Do does color apply? How's the scale? And that approach does work. But there's no intention behind it. So I think what lacks right now for me when I look at social media and when I look at modern day photographers, there's a lack of substance in the imagery. It's a lot of copycats out there. There's a lot. And I feel like if you're going to copy somebody or you want or you're inspired by someone's style, it's very important to do to add your flavor to it. So that way I can tell that it's your work rather than oh, she or he is just copying copying so and so from that page or so and so from this website. It's imperative to find your own artistic voice in a very noisy social media world. So the, the intention behind your work is extremely important. It's, you know, it's how the way I think artistically can be different from many others in terms of I'm able to draw. I know how to draw. So a lot of times I can sketch up an idea that I have in my mind on paper. And a lot of times if I'm doing street photography and I'm out and about with my camera, I'm trying to capture that composition that I drew, let's say, a couple of months before. I'm trying to incorporate that as an image. There are photographers that do that and they have a studio setting and they're able to hire models and they can make that come to life. That's beautiful. I would love to do that if I, if I had the space. For me, that would be a dream come true. But I don't have that type of space. I don't have that type of environment. So really the environment that I have to to create the images I have drawn on paper, two images on print would be going out on the street and trying to convey what I've drawn, what I've drawn, sorry, to making that image from my camera. That's what I mean by intention. It's going, it's going way beyond, will this get likes from an Instagram page? Will this give me more followers on my social media? I don't care less. Let me tell you, honestly, social media can go away today and I'll be totally fine because I'm going to still be doing this. This is something that I cannot go a day without doing. 
so it's about intention it's really about looking in depth and finding that voice because let me tell you i hear a lot of complaints from photographers and then you know and it's kind of like the ones who are complaining about what they're seeing on media they're creating that kind of content i get it we got bills to pay i get it but what is the purpose behind the content you are making what is the message behind it what are you trying like what kind of imprint are you trying to show out there once your work is out for the public to see even for the public to use because once you share your work that's it it's no longer yours and that's the thing as an artist we have to kind of accept because i think i've noticed a lot of photographers getting their feelings like oh my god so and so's copied me and i get it it can be a bit annoying but you put it out there you put it out there for people to see you put it out there for people to copy you put it out there for people to use it comes with the territory so being really in depth within yourself listening to that voice and what you want to create that's what's important and that's what people have to start to think when picking up a camera or any or any vessel really in any artistic form whether it's a paintbrush a pencil a charcoal a microphone whatever the case may be what is your intention what is pushing you forward to create so with that being said i'm going to share with you a few books that i think would be a great help these books i probably read like 10 times i'm not even kidding i'm a huge bookworm those of you who know me personally you know this is facts uh, the first book i want to share with you is called the rhythm of life the rhythm of life by matthew kelly this book will change your life. If you haven't read it, read it. If you've read it and it's been a while since you've read it, read it again. This book, I promise you, I think I've read this book like five times in the past three, four years. It is one of those books you have to have in your library. It will tell you how to listen to your gut and everything that you do. The next book I want to share with you is also called The Introvert Entrepreneur. Oh my God, this book is basically for my in, my introverts out there and who wants to start a business but don't know how because we are not necessarily shy, but we just get drained when we're surrounded by a lot of people. This book will change your life. This book will give you a plan on how to implement businesses, how to pretty much boost your business in a very introverted way without having to step out of your comfort zone the thing is extremely amazing and there are not a lot of books out there that solely focuses on introvert creatives and the introvert sorry i'm so tongue-tied today and the introvert entrepreneur is by beth bulow beth bulow she does great work it's one of my favorite literature from her it is very thorough I promise you guys, every creative out there who you find yourself to be an introverted personality, this book is for you. It would definitely change your life. It would change how you approach networking events. It will change how you approach meetups. I'm, I'm telling you, the whole thing is just awesome. And then lastly, um, I have here called The 30 Second Photography by... Brian Dilk Dilk Brian Dilk D I L G Brian Dilk 30 second photography I've had this book since I was in college 
because I did take some photography classes and graphic design classes when I was in school. Um, this was after I graduated um, from teaching. I actually went back and wanted to pursue graphic design and photography through education. And um, this professor, he was so awesome and he suggested this book to the class. And he wasn't lying. This is definitely a keepsake. It's basically a reference book. But it's literally everything you need about photography in one book. You don't need a whole bunch of books. I do have so many, but for some reason, whenever I want to reference to something, whether it's a technicality or it, it doesn't matter. Anything to do with a, a camera, from film cameras to digital cameras <clears throat> to medium uh, formats, this book is for you. And it's, it's broken down within 30 seconds each page. It, it, it will only take you 30 seconds to read. Literally one of the best purchases I've made. I think I bought this book for like, I don't know, $6 at Barnes & Nobles. It probably will still be there. If not, I know for sure Amazon has it. So definitely check that book out. Again, it's by Brian Dilg. Um, so yeah, this is it. This is the end of episode two. I can't believe it. This is so amazing. I'm actually doing this. I'm having so much fun doing this podcast, guys. It, it really is something that I never thought that I would do, and I'm doing it. Um, I know I can get a bit fast when I'm talking. Please forgive me. Work with me. Stay with me. I promise you it's going to get better. Um, next week, we're going to kind of tap into what I use for my pictures, which... I'm, I'm a big advocate for like not really being, you know, oh, I have this and that and this is why my pictures are great. No, it, 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 I'm a true believer and it doesn't matter what format you use. It's about how you see the world around you. But I do get a lot of questions from my social media about what kind of equipment I use. So I'm going to talk, talk about that a little bit. And, um, and yeah, a few other things I will talk about would be... Um, projects that I have in the works coming up also I do have a showcase which I'm really nervous and excited about that I have next month the 14th um it's not so far set in stone yet actually tomorrow I have my artist interview with them with a raw artist and um so tomorrow I will know for sure the details of my showcase so once I get the details and the dates and all that good stuff I'll be gladly share with you guys and um yeah it'll be great to see you guys come out that'd be awesome but yeah this is the end of episode two it's so great to have you along for the ride thank you for vibing with me i had so much fun and um have a great day guys thank you for listening to Philly pixels bye